Welcome to another episode of Jim Lunsford's Resilience Unleashed, the podcast that empowers you to face life's harshest trials head on. I'm Jim Lunsford, your guide through the murky trenches of life's battles. What's our objective? To emerge from each challenge stronger, wiser, and infinitely more resilient. Here, here, you're not just a bystander, but a resilience warrior in training, learning the tactics and strategies that enable you to fight the shadows of addiction, trauma, and the myriad obstacles life throws your way. Before we dive in, let me share something unique about this podcast. Each episode is actually a direct adaptation of articles from our headquarters, resilienceunleashed.net, brought to life through the power of AI. That's right, an advanced artificial intelligence reads the articles, providing you with critical insights and tactics in a new, accessible format. T Today's episode promises to equip you with the mental and emotional ammunition you'll need to rise above your circumstances. Our mantra is simple, be better today than you were yesterday. So gear up, warrior. You're about to experience a transformation that doesn't just change you, but reshapes your core. Let's get after it. Win the war of words, mastering voice and body cues. Introduction. Greetings, resilience warriors. I'm Jim Lunsford. You've been trained to master your environment, command your space, and lead like you were born for it. But let me tell you, none of that matters if you can't communicate effectively. I'm talking about that vital transmission between you, your team, your family, and anyone you interact with. That's your lifeline. If that line gets cut or garbled, the mission's compromised. Game over. Now, you might think you know what communication is. You speak, they listen, they speak, you listen. Simple, right? Wrong. It's a war zone out there, and you need to be armed to the teeth. That's why we're diving deep into the nitty-gritty, the guts, the core of what makes communication work. We will break down verbal and nonverbal cues, analyze the power of tone, and get into the intricate dance between the two. Then, we'll talk about the one thing that ties it all together, relentless, disciplined practice. This isn't just advice, it's your field manual for mastering one of the most critical skills you'll ever need. Prepare to weaponize your words, amplify your tone, and command body language. Because when you step into that room, be it a boardroom or a battlefield, you better be ready to own it. Section 1. The Silent Power of Body Language First up is body language. This isn't some soft skill, this is tactical warfare. When you walk into a room, your body language is the frontline scout, sending back intel before you even open your mouth. How you carry yourself, your posture, gaze, and facial expressions sends a message to everyone in that room. Do you want them to read you loud and clear? Then, your body language better be on point. Stand tall, shoulders back, this isn't just about looking good, it's about exuding confidence. Do you think a team wants to follow a leader who looks defeated? Negative. They want someone who stands tall despite the hardships and faces adversity head on. And when you stand tall, you're not just telling them you're confident, you're telling yourself, too. Your mind listens to your body, so put your body in a position of strength. Eye contact, make it. Do you ever notice how hard it is to lie while looking someone straight in the eye? That's because the eyes are the windows to the soul. 
If you're looking away, you might as well be in retreat. Hold that gaze. Make it known that you're fully present and committed to the conversation. It's a nonverbal cue that establishes trust. Handshakes are another domain. A limp handshake tells people you're not fully committed, or worse, that you're not reliable. Firm up that grip. You're not trying to crush the other person's hand. You're making a physical contract that says, I'm here, I'm committed, I'm reliable. Don't forget your facial expressions. A smile can be a powerful weapon, and it disarms people. It invites them in. But use it tactically. A grin at the wrong moment can give off the wrong impression. So, too, can a frown or a look of disdain. Your face is a billboard. Make sure it's advertising what you intend. And then there's the rest. Your arm movements, gestures, the space you take up. It's a symphony, and you're the conductor. If one part is out of tune, the whole performance suffers. So, synchronize your movements and align them with your words and intent. In the world of body language, there's no room for ambiguity. Be clear, be deliberate, and above all, be consistent. Your body language is your silent but deadly ally in effective communication. Take control of it. Section 2, The Tone of Command All right, buckle up because now we're diving into the tone of your voice, your audible firepower. You see, words are just the ammunition. It's the tone that pulls the trigger. Your tone can amplify or detonate your message before it leaves your lips. Let's get one thing straight. The way you say something can be even more impactful than what you're actually saying. First, let's talk about volume. Sometimes, you must raise your voice to cut through the noise to get people's attention. But listen, you're not trying to blow out their eardrums. This isn't a howitzer, it's a precision rifle. Use volume to emphasize key points, not to bulldoze the conversation. Now, pace, the rate at which you speak. Do you ever try listening to someone talking a mile a minute? It's like trying to hit a moving target. On the other hand, if you speak too slowly, it's like a dragging march, painful and disengaging. Find that sweet spot. Vary your pace to give weight to what you're saying. Slow down for emphasis and speed up to convey urgency or excitement. D don't underestimate pitch either. A high pitch can convey enthusiasm or concern, but can be grating if overused. A low pitch can express seriousness or authority, but can be monotone if not modulated. Learn to control your pitch. Vary it. Use it to your tactical advantage to underline your emotional state or the importance of your words. Inflection, where you stress certain syllables or words, is your tactical airstrike. Emphasize the wrong word and your whole sentence can be misconstrued. Put stress on the crucial word or phrase, and you hit your target, understanding. Inflection changes the terrain. Lastly, don't forget pauses. A well-timed pause is like digging in and holding your position, letting the impact of your words sink in. A pause can be more eloquent than a torrent of words. It can signal that something important is coming, giving your audience the time to brace for it, or it can allow them to digest a critical piece of information you've just dropped. Tone is not a single element. It's a collection of auditory tactics, each serving a function in the mission of effective communication. Deploy these elements wisely and intentionally. 
A well-executed tone of voice can mean the difference between a mission accomplished and a mission failed. So when you speak, don't just make noise. Command the space. Let your tone lead. Section 3. The Symbiosis Between the Two it's time to bring in the heavy artillery, the convergence of body language and tone. Listen, each on its own is a force multiplier, but combine them, and you're an army of one in the realm of communication. This isn't a suggestion, it's an order. Your verbal and nonverbal cues must operate in a joint mission. If they're not in sync, you're going into battle with a jammed rifle and a faulty radio. Don't be that guy. So you're talking, and your words are strong, crisp, clear, concise. Good. But if your body language is timid, eyes darting away, arms crossed, shoulders slumped, you've just confused everyone. Your words are pushing forward, but your body is in full retreat. That's not just mixed signals, that's a failed operation. You're saying one thing, but everything else about you says the opposite. If your message gets lost, that's on you, soldier. Conversely, let's say your body language is all alpha, chest out, eye contact solid, dominating the space, but your tone is uncertain, shaky, or timid. What's going on there? Your body is ready for a full frontal assault, but your voice calls for a retreat. It's chaos. The message is garbled, and in communication, a garbled message might as well be no message at all. And what about those nuanced conversations requiring tact and diplomacy, where a wrong word or gesture can detonate the situation? That's where the symbiosis of body language and tone becomes your diplomatic envoy. A soft tone and open body language can de-escalate tensions, allowing constructive dialogue. Your tone says you're approachable, your body confirms it. Remember, we're not just transmitting information, we're transmitting emotion, intent, confidence, and authority, all those things. If your body language is the open channel, your tone is the encryption. One secures the line, the other ensures the message is received as intended. This isn't an art, it's a discipline. And like any discipline, it requires relentless practice, constant evaluation, and immediate course correction. You can't afford to be lazy here. The mission is too important. The stakes are too high. So, lock it in. Make your words, tone, and body language unified, strong, and purposeful. That's effective communication. That's leadership. That's owning the room. Execute with precision. Get after it. Over and out. Section 4. Practice, practice, practice. You've got the tools, your words, tone, body language, but tools are useless unless you know how to wield them. This isn't a weekend hobby, this is your everyday carry. And like any weapon you carry into battle, you better know how to use it cold, under stress, in the dark, with no room for error. That means one thing, practice. First, don't tell yourself you're naturally good at communication. That's complacency, and complacency kills. Skill isn't born, it's built and honed through deliberate, consistent, focused practice. No shortcuts. No easy days. Let's start with your body language. Record yourself talking. Watch it on mute. What story is your body telling? Is it the one you want? If it's not, 
Get to work. Practice your posture, your gestures, your facial expressions. Drill them until they're as natural as breathing. Do it in front of a mirror, on camera, until you get it right. The same goes for your tone. Record yourself again, but this time, listen without watching. Is your voice conveying the strength, confidence, or compassion that you intend? No? Then start again. Practice your volume, your pitch, and your pace. Iterate and refine. It's not a one and done. It's a never-ending cycle of improvement. But don't stop at solo drills. You need live exercises. Engage in real conversations and then conduct after-action reviews. What went well? What could you improve? Were there moments when your tone clashed with your body language? Identify them, analyze them, and correct them. And look, you're going to mess up. You'll stumble over words, send mixed signals, and maybe even stick your foot in your mouth. That's not failure, that's data. Use it. Learn from it. Improve. Don't underestimate the value of mentors and coaches either. Find someone who commands the room, someone whose verbal and nonverbal cues are a masterclass in effective communication. Watch them, learn from them, emulate them. And ask for feedback, not just from them, but anyone willing to give it. Even if it stings, especially if it stings. Take that hit, absorb the impact, and let it drive you forward. Remember, practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. So practice right. Practice hard. Practice with intent. Because when the moment comes, and it will come, you'll be ready to communicate like a leader and someone who owns every room they walk into. Section 5, The Battlefield Application Listen, I didn't give you all this intel just for it to gather dust. It's your live ammo, your tactical playbook. So, how do you apply it on the battlefield that is life? How do you make this more than theoretical chatter? Strapping, I'm about to lay it down. First off, recognize that every interaction you have is a mission. Whether you're leading a team meeting, negotiating a contract, or even having a heart-to-heart -heart with a family member, those are all combat scenarios in communication. You need to go into each one prepared, knowing your objectives, and equipped with the verbal and nonverbal tools to achieve them. Now, let's talk about situational awareness. You must read the room to identify friendlies, potential allies, and adversaries. Know what environment you're operating in. Is this a high-stakes boardroom or a casual team huddle? Your strategy will differ accordingly. Adapt your body language and tone to the mission specifics. No two battles are the same. You also need to be responsive to live intel. You need to read the body language and tone of those you communicate with. Are they open or defensive? Are they engaged or distracted? You wouldn't ignore enemy movements on the battlefield, so don't ignore these cues in a conversation. If someone is crossing their arms and leaning back, they're fortifying their position. You'll need a different tactic to breach those defenses. And remember, you're not just issuing orders here, you're also receiving intel. Effective communication is a two-way radio. Listen as much as you talk, maybe more. Pick up on verbal and nonverbal signals from others, and adjust your message and delivery accordingly. 
If your team looks confused or hesitant, maybe it's time to clarify your message or adjust your approach. Active engagement, that's another key factor. Don't just blast out your message and expect it to land perfectly. Check for understanding. Confirm that your orders were received and understood. This could be as simple as a nod, a verbal acknowledgement, or even a recap of what you've just discussed. But make sure your message wasn't just sent, but received and understood. It's also essential to recognize when to call an audible, changing your plan on the fly. Adaptability is not a luxury, it's a requirement. Be prepared to modify your communication style to navigate unexpected challenges or to capitalize on emerging opportunities. Remember, the battlefield of life is unforgiving. The margin for error is slim. But if you apply these principles, hone your verbal and nonverbal communication into a disciplined, unified force, you won't just survive, you'll dominate. And that is the objective. Get out there and own it. Conclusion All right, listen, you've got all the intel now. The components of effective communication, verbal and nonverbal cues, tone, and the ironclad discipline of practice are your arsenal. They're the weapons you carry into every interaction, every negotiation, every leadership opportunity. But remember this, weapons don't win wars, warriors do. That means you. Your discipline. Your commitment. Your unyielding focus on the objective. You understand now that communication isn't just about talking or listening. It's about signaling intent, exerting influence, and establishing command. When you speak, it's not just your words that hit the mark, it's how you deliver them, stand, and engage. You're transmitting on multiple frequencies, visual, auditory, and emotional. All these channels need to be in sync, crystal clear, and mission-focused. You've also got the playbook on practice, the grueling, no days off, relentless work required to sharpen these skills. You're not aiming for basic proficiency here. You're aiming for mastery, for that lofty skill level where you don't just survive, you dominate. So, what's next? Execution. Deployment. It's time to take this knowledge, this preparation, and apply it in the field. No more hypotheticals, no more theory. You've got the tools, now go and build something with them. Lead with precision, speak with intent, and communicate as the world depends on it. Because sometimes, it does. Stay disciplined. Stay resilient. This is Jim Lunsford, reporting from the front lines of life's battlefield. The headquarters? ResilienceUnleashed.net. What happens there? It's a crucible where discipline fuses with resilience and character is sculpted from raw will. What are we up against? Addiction, trauma, and the obstacles that ambush you in the dark corners of life. The mission, better today than yesterday. That's the standard. And we're not lone wolves. We're a unit, an army of resilience warriors. We are prepping for tomorrow's battles while also becoming leaders of the fight. Dig in at the trenches at resilienceunleashed.net for the tactics, strategies, and game plans.